0: Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you were ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. You open your Bibles to Matthew 24. It was a privilege leading our city in that prayer over here at the park on Friday at noon. It was a privilege to be able to go to Chief Fitzgerald and before he walked up to the podium to say, Chief, let me pray with you. He said, yes, Pastor. He said, we'll pray a blessing over him. I prayed that the words that he spoke would be clear and authoritative, that the life of God would flow through him. And I had the opportunity also to, uh, I mean, to there, were, there were city council members there, but two of them came up to me personally. Um, they were both African-American city council members, the two that are on our council. And, and uh, I was able to talk with both of them privately, speak words of encouragement to them. Um, interesting, both of them are preacher's daughters. They're caught in the, kind of caught in the crosshairs of all this. And to speak life, just to speak life. Guys, that's what we're all called to do. We're in a lot of grief today. Um, It's quite unbelievable what happened on the streets of our brother city, Dallas, on Thursday. On uh, Thursday, yeah. So today we come together as the church of Jesus Christ, under the name of Jesus, right here in this place. And we call upon God, and we come together to also hear from God. The leader of our city, Mayor Price, um, she called upon Fort Worth out in that event, as well as Chief Fitzgerald, and several times they said it, we want, to, want this city to be, these words, a beacon of light for the nation. I went back on the video to make sure, like, is that really what I heard her say? And like, yeah, a beacon of light to the nation. You see, what light does is it dispels darkness. God created light, and when that was the first creation that He made. And bam, when light happens, darkness can't exist. You understand that, don't you? It can't exist. Light pours forth from the throne of God itself. It's a powerful, blinding light. And what happened in Dallas last Thursday was an eruption of darkness. It was diabolical. It was demonic, and it was lawless. Thanks guys, you know, when, when I heard about the violent murders of these police officers on Thursday night, immediately, I mean, just immediately I prayed, and you know, you don't really know how to pray, and, and pray in the spirit, and I, I also just prayed, God, 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 just show up, do something. God, protect, protect. See, that's my natural instinct. That's my natural instinct because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. After praying for just a couple minutes, just kind of looking through the headlines of what was going on, then immediately my my thoughts went to some Dallas police officers whom I know personally. Especially my my mind was on Major Bill Humphrey. uh, he's, He's been there for quite a long time. I've known him for, man, 30 years. And he was present on the scene when five of his friends were gunned down. I was really delighted on Friday to hear that Bill was okay. And uh, he posted this little tweet. He says, thanks for the texts and the prayers. The loss of five friends is hard. But God's grace is greater. The grace of God is greater. I'm telling you what, that is a powerful perspective during this time of grief, and I know this man, and trust me, there's a lot of grief there. So today, we call upon Jesus to heal, to restore, and we ask Jesus to make good result from what Satan meant for evil. Late last night, I uh, made the decision to totally toss the sermon that I've prepared for today and started crafting a new message. I really felt the need and the urgency to declare what God is saying and, and regarding what's happening really in the spirit realm. I wanna share some scriptures on what believers should, how we should view these events. I wanna bring comfort. Also want to, but I also want you to have a lot of spiritual insight today. I want you to feel armed with spiritual insight and that will even address how you, how we, how we can all take action. But first of all, I wanna make this, this statement, and that, that, let me be clear. Man's freedom of choice actually gave birth to the evil that happened in Dallas. Actually, any evil comes from man's freedom of choice. Um, you know, sometimes there's this misconception that Satan just does it on his own, and he, he doesn't. He uses people. There's also a misconception that when good things happen to you or to someone else, then it proves that they're good or you're good, or, or if bad things happen to you or someone else, then well, then they must be bad. Well, guys, that is wrong. In fact, e- even in the book of Luke, in chapter 13, Jesus talked about this. He addressed that, this whole topic and. He, uh, he brought up two current events of, the, of his day that the people knew well about and basically said there were a bunch of people that were uh, innocent people just worshiping God in the temple and then some others came in and slaughtered them. And he said, and also remember when this tower fell and 18 people were crushed under it and they were killed. And then Jesus posed this question to everyone who was listening. He said, so who sinned to cause this tragedy? Was it, result, was it a result of their sin? Is that why they died? He didn't give him a chance to respond because he just responded himself. He answered his own question. He said, absolutely not. See, God could have stopped the gunman. He also could have taken away that man's free will, which is his freedom to choose. But to be fair, God would have to take away your free will at the same time. You see, one of the greatest blessings in life is our freedom of choice, but it can also be one of the greatest curses because we all choose to do wrong things, and whenever we choose to do wrong things, somehow, somewhere, innocent people suffer. You suffer. See, God never forces His will on anyone. Scriptures say that the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but Psalm 115 says, The earth he has given to what? Man. What does that mean? It means that God has delegated authority to men, us, over this earth, and he will not usurp that authority. That's that's why this is so important. That's why God will not do certain things on earth until people pray. We pray, even though God knows what we need, he waits for us to pray, which which then allows God then to come on the scene. That's why prayer is so powerful. see, God is 100% sovereign, and he has given also free will to man. Those two things are not in conflict. It was in his sovereignty that he gave man his free will. You see, there would never be any true obedience if there were not also the freedom to disobey. God gave us our freedom of choice from the very beginning and he's never taken it back. So we're gonna make a choice today. We're gonna to make some choices today. I want you to make some choices today based on what I'm sharing you with you. There is this reality, I call it our reality, and it's right here. It's it's, uh, we are living at the end of the age. I'm going to show you in just a moment that there are signs that are all around us that tell us about the age that we live in. This is called, uh, this is actually called the church age. And this is, this is a certain period of time where, where the church is established in this world. But there will come a time, and we sang about it a moment ago, when the church will be taken out of this world. And that will be the final That'll be the end of the church age. Now, we know this because of prophecy, and prophecy comes to us through the scriptures for the purpose of comfort. That's why God gives it to us. It's, it's not fortune telling, it's, it's, not, it's not to satisfy curiosity, because actually the truth is, is that prophecy never makes total sense um, when it's initially given. A lot of times it's very cryptic. But during and after something occurs, that was prophesied, then the prophecy makes total sense and it's designed that way. So that we will receive comfort from Christ knowing that Jesus is in control because this was prophesied. I was about to show you in a moment, prophecy tells us that we really have this one big anticipation and that's the soon return of Jesus Christ and the end of the church age. i tell you what, guys, this is really what we desire. Jesus returning is what motivates us. It's what motivates me to action. That's what I hope you'll be motivated to as well today. I asked you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24 and I wanna share with you a very important passage of scripture. And Jesus had just finished a teaching, a large teaching with a lot of people about some things that were going to be happening The disciples came to Jesus and wanted to talk about that. So they wanted some specifics, and Jesus gave them specifics. That's recorded for us. It says that as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. So this is a private conversation with the 12 and Jesus. He said, tell us when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. Understanding the question, then you can understand Jesus' response. The sign of your coming and the end of the age. The sign of your coming, the sign of the end of the age. So Jesus replies, he says, well, watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, and will deceive many. Look at this next part. It says, you will hear of wars. Now, I've done a lot of studying on this in the past, and i I did, did a lot of studying last night on these words as well, just to make sure that this is really what the Greek language said. What was written back then, 2,000 years ago, what does it really mean right now? That word wars, we tend to think of people out on a battlefield, World War II. That's not exactly what that means. See, it says, you will hear of war. So, that what it means is disputes, fighting, strife, and quarreling. And rumors of all of that. And the rumors doesn't mean like there's like some rumor mill going around. No, it's actually talking and chatter and discussion. You can't turn on the TV without hearing about disputes, fighting, strife, quarreling. Is that not the case? This is a prophecy of Jesus. This is a sign. Now, here's what Jesus said. This is so important. He said, see to it, that you are not, what, alarmed. See to it that you're not alarmed. Again, this brings comfort because he says, such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Then he says a scripture that a lot of you have heard for a long time, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. But Jesus was not being redundant when he said that. It kind of sounds redundant, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. But actually, those words mean a little different in the, the original language. That word nation doesn't mean like the United States of America. It means, it is the Greek term ethnos, and it means an ethnic group. Okay, let's reread this with the way that it was meant when Jesus shared it. He said, ethnic groups will rise against ethnic groups. Understand? That is different from then. Kingdom will rise against kingdom. Both will happen. Both are happening. A sign of the return of Jesus and the end of the church age says there will be famines and earthquakes in various places and all these are the beginning of birth pains, the birth pains signal. It's just about to shift, it's just about to change and something new is being birthed. says then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. And he said at that time, many will turn away from the faith and as I was studying that, I drilled down into the meaning and that actually means that many will, it's like they betray Christianity by carrying offense. Now he's talking right here to believers at this point. He's saying many believers will just simply get offended at stuff. I'm offended, I'm offended. Remember, we're, we're dropping that out of our vocabulary. Just did a whole series on that a few months ago. It says the believers will even start to betray each other and hate each other. There'll be a lot of False prophets that will appear and deceive many people. Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness. Again, I drilled down into that term. What specifically is he saying is wickedness? We tend to think of wickedness as being some kind of a broad thing like witchcraft or something. And yes, that is wickedness. But here is here's specifically what wickedness is. The definition of this term is wickedness. Lawlessness and contempt, and violation of the law. Do you see this? This is a sign. Jesus soon returned, in the end of the age. And then he goes on to say the love, the agape, the, the the genuine love that comes from people's hearts, will grow cold. Most people, their love is going to grow cold because of the Lawlessness, the contempt and the violation of law. And we can't let that happen. Because Jesus says, but he who stands firm to the end, I mean, you're, you're, you're gonna keep loving you. And I'm gonna tell, explain to you what stand firm means through the rest of this message. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And his greatest desire is that the gospel of the kingdom be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, all the nations, ethnic groups, and then the end will come. When Jesus to come back, we get the word about Jesus out to everybody, and that's fundamentally what this church is about. So the disciples were asking for this sign. They were asking for a mark or an indicator of, of, of the coming of the Lord, which has meant his, his return and, and, then, and then the establishment of his kingdom on this earth and the end of the church age. And Jesus, he responded with this monologue. And he even shared a lot of stories. And, and several stories are after that. And you can read all of that yourself. But I want to go through very quickly these signs that the church age is ending. First of all, it's false messiahs. Second is wars, which is disputes, fighting, strife, quarreling. Jesus also said there will be talking and chatter and discussion about such. These are signs that there will be natural disasters, an increase in true martyrdoms. And when I say true martyrdoms, I mean mean Christians giving their lives up simply for the name of Jesus. In fact, martyrdoms over the past 50 years, it's, it's, believed, it's uh, those who study this say that more people have been martyred for the cause of Christ over the past 50 years than in all of history combined. We don't see it with our eyes here in the U.S., but it's happening all the time. And sometimes we do see it. If you don't forsake Christianity, I'll take your head off. and increase, and martyrdom is not strapping bombs to yourself and blowing yourself up with a bunch of other people. That's a twisted version, That's, that's wrong, that's not martyrdom, that's called murder, that's called suicide. It also says that Christians, Jesus said, another sign is that Christians will be hated for carrying Jesus' name. don't say that word. Don't say the Jesus word. I don't know if you get hit with that, but I get hit with it a lot. It's, and, and then Jesus goes on to say other signs that were near the end is that believers are going to get offended more often. That's, that's something we all have to watch for because that is the, Satan's primary way of destroying the body of Christ, destroying unity. Oh, I'm offended. I'm offended about that. mad about this. Kinda. And then they, they just it causes dissension and the body of Christ is not unified. Then Satan's like good. <laughs> it says that the believers will even betray each other. They'll stand with you one moment and turn from you the next. It says believers will even begin to operate in hatred toward one another. Toward one another, and that, that's something that when you see this amongst believers, no, that is a sign that Jesus is about to return. It says that love and this is that word is the Greek term agape, love. It will grow cold in response or in reaction to the lawlessness in society, the total disregard for order and law. That's something we cannot allow to happen either and that the gospel will be preached everywhere and trust me, we will do that. Let me talk about offense real quick. Offense in any form is anti-Christian, it is. That was what that series of messages called Ouch That Offended Me was all about a few months ago. We cannot carry offense toward a different ethnic group other than our own or even someone who violated you or violated your group. Yes, we seek justice if necessary, but we forgive in Jesus' name because just as Jesus forgave those who killed him, we forgive those who hurt us. I can hold no offense toward others. It is simply non-Christian. It's because offense then always leads to hatred. And guys, I'll just say this. There is no place for hatred among us. If you think, well, I can hate. There's a lot of people I'd like to hate. No, no, don't. <laughs> because anyone, anyone, look at that first word, anyone, anyone who claims to be in the light, the light means the light is God's glory. That is, that is being a Christian. So anyone who claims to be a Christian in the light but hates his brother, actually you're still in darkness because whoever hates his brother is still in darkness and he actually walks around in darkness and he doesn't even know where he's going. We see a lot of that walking around. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm mad. Darkness has blinded you. We will not be that way in Jesus' name. We also need to understand the spirit of lawlessness, rebellion, anarchy. Th- these words are defined as wickedness, or actually, that's the term that's used in the scripture there, in that text. Uh, but the scriptures also refer to this in many other places as actually a spirit. It's, it's, it's a spirit of wickedness. It's a very evil spirit of lawlessness. It's a spirit, evil spirit of rebellion, an evil spirit of anarchy, of antichrist. That fits into all of that as well. And that is a very strong spirit that will actually, we know from the scriptures, it will actually overtake the world after the, at the very close of the church age. After the, the church is gone, that's when the anarchy will happen because it will be held back, the scriptures say, until the Holy Spirit is removed from God's people. You see, the spirit of Jesus in and through the church right now at this age and at this time, will increase and is increasing. Yet at the same time, that spirit of wickedness, lawlessness and rebellion and antichrist will increase. It was all prophesied. This is the clash of these two kingdoms and when you see groups clashing, and even though it may look like, well, you're this kind of person and that, that kind of person, no, 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 please understand, it is dark and it is light. When you see the kingdoms clashing, look beyond, the verbiage. Look beyond the the, uh, the reasons why. It is evil. It's the clash of two kingdoms and this is a major sign of the times we live in. So what do we do? Well Jesus clearly said you're gonna stand firm. You're not gonna be afraid. You're not gonna be terrorized by it but you're, you're simply going to stand firm. That means hold your ground. Well, what is the ground that we're gonna hold? Well Again, it's really clear. Jesus tells us a lot of ways to do this. First of all, we're going to stand firm with authority. We're to stand firm with authority. Uh, Thursday night, God, God has given me a position of authority. And, uh, and so within our city, I, I knew that Thursday night I needed to craft a statement for the city through Compassionate Fort Worth. And, and, and I did so. I was able to put it out there. And, uh, and then Friday morning, um, Friday morning, I sent messages to five of our uh, other leaders, five other ministers here in town who have also been uh, delegated authority and uh, as well as the mayor's office. I waited, till, I waited till about 8 a.m. making sure everybody was up and around. And, and right about eight o'clock, I got ready to send the message. And I sent this message and I just, I says, what would you recommend as a spiritual response for our city regarding the Dallas situation? <clears throat> and chats started ensuing and we chatted for a minute and then uh, mayor's office said hey we've just decided that uh, uh, said we just decided that we are going to assemble at Burnett Park at noon and then said will you be there and will you help get the word out and so I worked the rest of the morning to get the word out and about 11 o'clock or so I then headed over to the park and I was ready to walk with authority you know I uh, this little stick, and you've, been, you've seen me use it for the past couple of weeks in the series that I'm in, and I'm, not, I'm taking a break from the series just today, but still this, this stick is, is, you know, it's, it's a trekking pole, and you guys know about the power that's behind this little thing right here. But, and it helps to keep you stable, but, but these also are a symbol of authority. They're a symbol of authority. Uh, all through ancient cultures, person would have their, their stick, their rod, their staff, and, and this was authority. Like when Moses was at the burning bush, he said, how am I going to do this, God? How am I going to deliver all these people out of Egypt? I've been there. I've been in the palace. I know what it's like. And God said, what's in your hand? Just this? Well, watch what I can do with your authority. I believe in that stuff. I, 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 I had this in my office and took a glance at it and went and picked it up and just went. I'm going to walk in some authority today. Not brash, not ugly, but in a humble way. But I mean, I've been given authority, and I'm going to walk in it. So I just went over to the park and I just started walking and praying, taking authority. I didn't take this with me, though, because I, I, you know, if I were to show up over there at the park where there's a big event about ready to be held and police are swarming the area, helicopters overhead, you know, something would have happened to me. So I, I knew better. I left it there. But I just began praying for a spirit of unity and peace and praying that the presence of God would be over that whole area. And as I, as I was just getting started, then the message came. Hey, Tim, <laughs> this is a little, I copied the text message for you here. It's on the screens. It said, Tim. Uh, can you please do the prayer? And I responded back, I'm wearing shorts! <laughs> but yes! And then Ross responded back, okay. Thanks. And, and, and then I I don't think she understood. I said, is my attire okay? And then, and then I kind of got this little sarcastic, yes of course. So <laughs> I showed up over there and I was not dressed appropriate, but I had permission. I just thought, you know what, you, 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 can, you can have authority even though you may just, you know, may just be dressed in shorts. It doesn't matter. It's just the condition of your heart. Last night what was really cool. It was last night about uh, 9.45 p.m. as I was working on crafting this message, the uh, mayor sent me a, a text. And it was really interesting. And I had to reread it a few times because it just, it, it's... It, it was one of those little things that this just wasn't official, like verbiage kind of stuff. It was different. And in this text, she thanked me for serving the city and she said something interesting. She said, Your, The prayer that you brought, and this, these are her words, was very special because it's obvious you really care. And I thought, wow, I mean, how humbling. And on the other hand, What an indictment to believers who may use a position like that to grandstand or to make political statements or posture. I said, thank you so much. And I I also said, said back to her, I said, thank you for your strong leadership. And also thank you for pulling God into the equation. You see, guys, this is about, authority is about serving with humility and just really caring. But with authority. It's time, church, we walk with authority. Stand firm and demonstrate that we really care. You also stand firm with love. See, love covers a multitude of evil and of sin. Love will prevail. Love is this active attitude of ours. Active. It's not just some warm, fuzzy feeling. Paul said this, this is good. He said, he said, I'm praying for you guys, here's my prayer, that your love may abound. Look at that, love may abound more and more, but then look how he says it, this is good. He said, in the knowledge and depth of insight. So it's not a warm fuzzy, it is an understanding. You're, you're mentally engaged with this. You have insight, you actually not just have insight, you have a depth of insight, you have knowledge, and you do this with love, and he says, so that, so that you may be able to discern. So you can figure things out. You love with this knowledge and depth of insight, which is part of why I'm sharing this with you today. So you can have love with, with the depth of insight and knowledge so that you can discern what is best. And so that you can also be pure and blameless before the, for Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus, which is all that we sang about today. See, love is the foundational key for standing firm. It really is. It's not reacting and saying and blowing your top, doing things that you would later regret, but then you try to back yourselves up. It's just standing firm. It's loving, agape love. You're like, well, describe love to me. Well, it's in 1 Corinthians. What love is, it's patience. It means that you're kind. It means you're not envying, it's, you're not boasting, you're not proud, you're not rude, you're not self-seeking. You're, you're not getting angry real easy. You're not keeping a checklist of the wrongs other people have done to you. See, because love doesn't delight and get excited and happy about evil. No, instead, love rejoices in the truth. Actually, what we're saying right here, truth. We, we rejoice in the truth. And love always protects it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. Love just simply doesn't fail. Stand firm in love, stand firm also in unity. You know, where there is unity, God literally commands blessing. I pr- this is part of the prayer that I prayed uh, here at the park uh, on, on Friday, but, but it's, it's this, is that every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. And every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Basically, division causes disintegration. Unity, first of all, in the church, when City Life Center is unified, I'm telling you guys, we are a force to be reckoned with. And I want to be really clear with you, because I have some pastor friends that have very, 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 very huge churches. These are great friends for years. And I and, uh, say, man, I just don't, I, I don't understand how you guys can have so much... Uh, uh, authority and, and 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 just have so much influence there in the city and and, I thought, and part of me is like I don't understand it either but but one thing that I do notice and even as I was preparing this message I was like wait one of the things we have here is that we have a spirit of unity we don't have a lot of dissension we don't have a lot of temper tantrums and I, you know we just have a lot of good stinking unity stinking unity I didn't know I could call it unity stinking but it was a lot of good and and when we're unified we're a force to be reckoned with it's one of the very clear avenues of God's blessing on our church, and this is the unity that we operate in, because unity is uh, allows for the sustained anointing of God. Unity in our church, but also unity in the citywide church, which is the church of Jesus all over the city. In fact, TarrantNet, a, a, a large, uh, it's kind of a church umbrella organization here in the city. Uh, we're going to be praying together over at uh, Trinity Park on West Seventh on Tuesday at six. And and I'm not on the platform. I'm not praying out. You know, I'm not part of that. I'm not part of the team that's leading it. But I'm going to be there. I will be. Participating, and you can too, but it's that spirit of unity because if I can simply stand there and pray in unity with these hundreds of other people, then something just begins to ignite overall with the church. Unity in the city as well, unity across racial lines. It's kind of interesting because Martin Luther King, oh, let's just call him Pastor Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend, preacher man, he, he declared something on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, before I was ever born. He said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation, listen to this, where they're not going to be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. that's, That's an anointed dream. That is biblical, that is Christian. He said, I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low and that the crooked places are made plain and, and, that, and the rough places are made smooth and, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together. I like that. See, it's unity regardless of differences and obstacles and challenges. Stand firm, Jesus said, stand firm in peace. Stand firm in peace. You know, we're supposed to be the ones walking around in peace right now. Jesus said, before he left, he said, peace I leave you, peace I give to you. I'm not giving you something like the world can give to you. So therefore, I'm giving you peace. So do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. He said it with a big smile, I just know he did. Stand firm, my friends, in worship and in praise to the name of Jesus, because as we worship Jesus, oh my goodness, things happen. We don't stop the worship, we don't stop the praise. We praise God now forevermore, even as we were out there at the park and they were playing Amazing Grace. I'm like, oh God, how blessed we are that I'm standing here singing these words, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, right here in the middle of my city with my city leaders. We're stinking blessed. I will worship and praise even during the dark times. Sing, exalt the Lord. As we close with this song in just a moment, Christ Alone, Cornerstone. We're gonna sing this with gusto. You know what, four weeks ago I told Jordan, I wanna have it on this Sunday. I planned that song for the Sunday, and, 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 and as I was, we were singing it in the early service, listening to the words, I thought, oh my goodness. Like this, this song is just, just exactly where we are right now. Guys, we need to stand firm also in humble prayer humble prayer, because if the people who are called by God's name will simply humble themselves and pray, seek the face of God, God says, then, when you do that, Christians, then you're going to hear from heaven. God is going to heal your land, and God's eyes will be open to, and his ears will be open to everything we're crying out for, just when we just get humble and start praying. Prayer, 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 prayer changes it, my friend. Paul even said this. This is part of my prayer out here as, as well, too. He says, I want men everywhere to pray, but I don't want you to do it where you're lifting up holy hands, not fists. That's basically what he's saying. He's saying you're lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing or arguing. Don't pray like that. Pray like this. Oh God, let it be in our church. Let it be in our city. Authority, my friends. Authority. You take it, and you walk in it. A police officer was here. I asked that he be here in the early service. So I wanted him to hear this message, and he said, Pastor, he just said, thank you so much. He said, I am going to walk through this city with more authority than ever before. I feel it. I know who I am, and I, and I know who I stand for. I will walk with authority. I said, yeah, you got it, man you know even as a church we've been given a lot God has given us a lot of authority and 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 that's not something to be trifled with and again it's it's here at least for the season i don't know why but i respect it but the scriptures also say that much is required from those to whom much has been given because our responsibility city life is actually greater in fact christians overall our responsibility is greater Fort Worth. Christians, our responsibility is greater because we have something unique in this city. We must stand firm. God has given us so much. There's so much that we must do in return for His city. Here's my question. Will City Life, will, will, will you rise up and will you undergird the passion of our city leaders that Fort Worth will be this beacon of light to our nation. And, and things, I, I've never actually heard the mayor say that and police chief said that. and It's funny because right after the prayer time, right after the prayer time, I, um, I was just like kind of in the moment thinking, wow, you know, what?" sometimes it's like, wow, What's just happened here? You just feel God all over the place. And, and then I was just thinking, yeah, and our prayer teams have already been out here praying and we, they're already, they've, they've, they were praying over this area long before they even knew this event was going to happen. Lindsey Nunn, our, Jake and Lindsay, they lead our prayer ministry. Lindsey came running up to me just saying, you're not gonna believe this. She said after the teams were out praying the other day and we were praying over Burnett Park, she said, we came back together and was like, what are you sensing from God? And those who were praying at Burnett Park says, we just feel like, and again, I hope I'm saying this, this correctly, but, but that, that this area is like right here, is this beacon of light for our city that goes out to the nations. And, and here's what's amazing, God spoke that to the people who were praying over there and we prayed that before this even happened. I don't know how that works, but I just know God's a big God. And God allows us to plow the ground before it even happens. (laughs) So will you undergird this passion of our city leaders and the passion of God that Fort Worth be a beacon of light to our nation? And I just say yes. I say yes, though, in Jesus' name. Christ alone, Jesus Christ, is the cornerstone of this church and of my life. And may he also be that for. My city, and guys, all of us have to take action for that to happen. Here's what I'd like for you. To do. I'd like for everyone to please stand, and I'm going to close in prayer, and then we're going to sing this song. I want you to sing it with gusto, sing it with enthusiasm, sing it with authority. And if you had a stick like this you could just bang it on the ground but you don't have one. But but I just want you guys just to pray and and worship God with us as we close today understanding that God has something for you to do. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you have given us your word. You've given us the prophetic word to give us give us comfort, to give us direction and insight. And so God, we choose now, we're going to stand firm. We're going to stand firm. We will stand firm with love and with purity and with worship and praise and with prayer, God. God, we're going to stand stand firm in our hearts, doing everything we can to advance the good news of Jesus Christ. Because Lord, we want this word to get out into all the nations and it starts with us. We will be unified. God, we will stand firm with our eyes fixed on you because it's only in the name of Jesus that all of this comes to pass. Let's worship our Lord Jesus now, come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information on how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.